0: good day good morning good afternoon good evening good whatever to you from jmj missions this is another jmj missions podcast session i am today's host dan palmieri happy to have rocco tarabarelli and anthony mccullough affectionately i call him anthony mccharles
1: that's right and yeah. i call you daniel McNersha. i don't know why
0: because I would always call you Anthony Momentum. Oh, would and, I would, and I would respond
1: with inertia, because that's the opposite of momentum. Yes. Yeah, so this is going
0: back to, like, middle school, almost, yeah. so please don't judge us. We, we had no us. lives. We, we You know what? We probably have more than we did. Maybe not. I
1: Rock think. never had a scientific name.
0: I never did. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, you yeah. should call Rocco. Rocco um... Like,
1: what were those rocks in science class? There was three classes of rocks.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Oh, I, yeah. No idea. I, like I, I know what you're talking about. Metamorphic. Yeah. indigenous i (laughs) I guess i wasn't paying attention (laughs) because i have no idea yeah you missed that day (laughs) (laughs) anyway we are on tiktok we're on facebook we're on facebook we're on instagram please follow us on social media we um we have a venmo if you want to support us uh anchor if you're listening on anchor you can support us that way there's no way we can do this without your help um in some way um so if you like what you're hearing and you want us to continue to spread the gospel please uh please feel free to support us Uh, financially and through prayer and finally um, we have a website me and Anthony give talks and Rocco makes stellar YouTube videos you can check us out there on YouTube he's just an incredible editor Um, so that's us that's JMJ missions and today our topic is the cross I mean today's the feast of the exaltation of the holy cross Um, if you're listening to this yeah, chances are yesterday was the Feast of the Exaltation mm-hmm. of the Holy Cross because we're recording this at what's night. What's the
1: calendar date for it?
0: The calendar date is, I don't know, what's well, today? Today's September 14th. September 14th, yes, that's correct. September 14th. So if you are listening after September 14th, you can turn it off. No, I'm just kidding. Because the cross is the most important symbol the world's probably ever seen. The cross is important every single day of the Christian faith in every aspect of our lives. It is the most incredible act of love the world's ever seen therefore it will never go out of style whether it's september 14th or not but before we get into that and all the confusion that there has been over the centuries and including today before we get into any of that and the confusion over the crucifix or the cross um anthony what kind of small talk you got for us
1: the small talk today is a would you rather and the would you rather is let's say you bought a new house like and this was the only house that you could possibly live in there were no other options and you had a choice to make your house could either come with no bed, and like it's not like you can just sleep on a couch or something. Like you would have to sleep on the floor. That's the rules. So you either have no bed in the house or no shower in the house. So no, both of those are really awful. And I, honestly, I don't know which one I would pick. That
2: is a pretty so. Tough. Would you, would you rather, rather live
1: without a bed or without a shower? Easily without a bed. Really.
0: I don't.
2: Yeah, but rock. I'm not going around well, smelling well, all day. <laughs>
0: okay, but what if you could go get a shower somewhere else? Yeah, but, no. But, I'm not
2: going to knock up on my neighbor's door and say, "Hey, can I take a shower?" <laughs> <laughs> I got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I could easily sleep on the floor, make myself comfortable on the floor bed. You know, blankets, uh, pillows. But
1: that defeats it. You can't like use a bunch of blankets as well. You as didn't a say bed. That. That's a mattress. <laughs> that I wasn't part of that. the condition. Well, I'm, I'm, adding a form of bed, though. I'm adding it now. I'm adding it now. Yeah. No, Rock should have known So that. what is the mm-hmm.
2: true quote? You should have been pre- more prepared. Basically,
1: I should have said you have to sleep on the floor. Like, with maybe – you get one pillow, one singular pillow. That's no it? blanket? No, what about blankets, though? Well, okay, no, hold on, hold on. You warm, need a blanket. Warm, it's fine. Like, let's say it's cold and yeah. your,
0: air, your, your heater – like, you don't – you know, can't put the heat No, it's heat fine. All You're
1: on. allowed to have a blanket. Okay. It's fine. All
0: right, so so one thin blanket and a – No, and like, and you a, can a be
1: problem. warm because I can't sleep when I'm cold.
0: Okay, but then I could put the blankets underneath and make it – No, the rule
1: is that you can't, like, tuck yourself in, like, a burrito – But you have to keep the blanket over top. So, like, the second the blanket goes under you, then it's a violation.
2: (laughs) Okay. so I'm still picking. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still picking. So, no, Rock, I get that. So, let's say,
1: so it's a Tuesday night, you sleep on the floor. It's a Wednesday night, you sleep on the floor. After, like, six and a half months of that, that's getting old. Would you rather stink for six (laughs) and a half months? (laughs) So, here's what I would think. I would just use, like, a sink. (laughs) <laughs> and then like i don't know like with the, like, honest, like a pail so of water hard. oh oh like yeah you'd, you'd go old days
0: yeah that's true because rock how did people bathe in the old days because i don't, don't showers, know i don't want to know like, i don't think they, <laughs> i mean they probably have a shower little...
2: today i'm going to take advantage of that <laughs> you can <could> sleep anywhere
0: <sighs> you know what i i respect your point i respect what you're saying
1: and dan what would you pick <sighs> so wait what would you pick <sighs> i would i would pick the no shower and i would just make do i would just use deodorant i would like i don't know I would get like a bucket of water and dump
2: it over my head with shampoo. I'd figure it out.
0: I would just like go to the Showers do more shower than than, than like, hygiene to,
2: like, though. They actually like wake me up. They make they put in a better yeah, mood emotionally, mentally. Like,
0: go to your, Yeah, but you know what rock, you can also go to like your parents' house and shower. You but, can go to someone else's house. And you know what puts me in a better
2: you? mood? A
1: nice bed.
0: <laughs> no. Um, if we're talking about saints, I could totally they they would just sleep on the hard floor just because as a penance. Which we'll actually get into that today, like penances and stuff like that, the cross. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, okay, Anthony, if you randomly gave me this, would you rather? I would take it as a potential sign from God that I'm supposed to offer penances by sleeping on the floor. True. If it's not that complicated, I might just go without the shower and go somewhere else to shower. Yeah, you see, now that I think about it, like you got to go to work
1: and stuff. Like you need a shower. That's true. What if yeah. you, you got to interview yeah. for a job? You can't go looking yeah. like, all you know just like sheveled. greasy. Right. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Greasy. You're That's right.
1: true. I changed my answer.
2: Please, thank you.
0: So we'd all go without beds. Yes. Yes. Okay. Man, but you wake up so angry and so upset and like so I wouldn't. Imagine how how sore your cheeks sore. would be if you're like just like Oh wait, no, you get a pillow. <laughs> One pillow. Yeah, your your body would be sore. Now mm-hmm. it depends if you have carpet or hardwood. That goes a long way.
1: That makes a difference. Okay.
0: Well, we spent way too long on this. We're gonna move on <laughs> We're gonna move on. Um and the topic today on the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross is the crucifix, um, the Catholic symbol, is and has been for I mean, probably I think about a thousand years now, is the crucifix, Jesus hanging on the cross. That is the number one symbol of the Catholic Church. If you're Catholic, you have a crucifix in your house. I tell you, know you're Catholic. Um, but there has, and it's and it's a great symbol. It's a beautiful symbol. It, it's it's literally the saving, the most like, the way in which christ's salvation for us is most manifest is through that symbol and through that act that he that he went through however there are tons of confusions over it. throughout the centuries and even today people can be really confused on the crucifix and like what that symbol means so i thought of three confusions or misinterpretations of the cross that people can have and um the dangers and thinking of them that way and some solutions as to how to um better understand the cross and not fall into these traps of misunderstanding it because um for number one for example we'll go into number one right now the first one that i that i thought of was that if you were not christian at all let's say you did not know anything about the christian faith or you knew very very little about christianity or you're not a follower of christ and someone came up to you and starts talking about jesus and they anthony is reaching for a plate of wings as well. i'm very hungry <laughs> <laughs> um and you're reaching uh reaching for it wow now you've got me thinking Sorry. of wings. No, no, no. They smell good. <laughs> oh, he just opened like the thing. It does smell really good. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm going <laughs> to embrace my cross, and we'll, we'll, I'll get to the wings later. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is you're looking at the crucifix. You've never thought of Christianity. You've never heard of Christianity before ever, and someone shows you a crucifix and says, this is what I believe in. You could be really freaked out. Rock, what do you think your reaction be if you had never heard of Christ before Christianity, and someone showed you that symbol and said, "This is what I believe in"? Yeah, I'd be very
2: freaked out, very confused. Why is this man up there, um, with just a loincloth on, hanging? And that's a symbol of hope and salvation.
0: And if you didn't know it, it's a, the most torturous death anybody could go sure. through. So, w- do you think you do you think it would seem depressing to you if yeah, you didn't very. know anything about? Yeah, very. It's kind of a dark, disgusting thing. Um, I was actually talking to my students today about this, like a Roman crucifixion was one of the most torturous ways to die. Um, did you guys know that, um, first off you'd be completely naked when you're hung on that cross. And I said that the two reasons that, that, um, that the Romans would use crucifixion as their way of, of, uh, killing criminals was one, because they were expert torturers and it was one of the slowest, most painful, most horrible ways to die. Um, eventually you guys know what you would die of if you're on the cross. I do know.
2: I do know too. Go ahead, Rock. Asphyxiation.
0: Yeah, suffocation and or blood loss. And so if that's – like that's a slow, painful, agonizing death, it's humiliating. It's um, it's one of the worst ways a person can be tortured and killed, especially if you're scourged and whipped beforehand like Jesus. And you see the real, the real uh, authentic or I should say realistic-looking crucifixes where Jesus has many scourge marks. It's very, very hard to look at, you know.
1: Yeah, the first time I saw, I, I think it's called, I don't know what the proper name is for that type of crucifix, where Jesus is actually covered in a lot of blood. The first time I saw that, and this was after maybe a year and a half of getting into my faith, mm-hmm. it kind of scared me. Like, the one where, like, a lot of g- I know what you're gory talking details, yeah.
0: Yeah, it'll it, it'll shake you up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to look at, and you can imagine, yeah. like, back in the day, seeing that.
1: Right, looking at it now, with the viewpoint I have now, I understand that that's how much he loves us. Right. So it's actually a beautiful thing, but I didn't know that at the time.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a disgusting thing, and the second reason that, that they would use crucifixion as their way of, of killing criminals uh, is to put on a show, to scare anybody else into not being a criminal. Like, you, they, they, they literally put you on a hill, completely naked, dying a torturous, horrible death in front of crowds, in front of everybody. I mean, that's the most one of the most horrible things somebody could possibly go through in this world, and they would do it to say, if you think of crossing the Roman Empire, you better think again, look what we'll do to you that's how they kept people in line that would have kept me in line oh that would have kept me in line very well <laughs> <laughs> especially without 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 grace like if I wasn't right. a Christian like I ain't risking anything for that you know now um, that's crazy and so if you to the untrained mind or to someone who doesn't understand Christianity that can seem like such a scary scary negative dark foul horrible thing like why would that depressing image be the image of Christianity and rock you mentioned it briefly mention what? what? The, the reason why it is our symbol, the the love behind it. Yeah. Yeah, the hope and the love behind it. Um, so the solution to this is to remember that on the cross, Jesus chose to die for us and he chose it because he was taking on all of our sin and beating death and also because he wanted to go through the most horrible thing in the world that people can go through. He wanted to go through it with us, be there in it with us so that Um, we would have hope and know that God uh, understands us and that there's never a time where God does not understand us. So in beating death, because God technically can't die, God in and of himself cannot die. Mm -hmm. So in going through death and actually dying, God made death no more. He he, he actually beat it and, and caused death to lose its power. And in doing so, that's actually a symbol of victory. It's a symbol of love.
1: Right. and No, that's why I like the crucifix now, just because that's what, when I walk into a church, I want to see the, the crucified one, yeah. like not the resurrected Christ. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love the resurrected Christ. It's cool. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. It's what he did. Right. But I personally, I'm like, yeah, there's the, there's the crucified Christ. Yeah, exactly. Not, not in like a weird, cynical I, well, way.
0: Well, you know, I actually think it's really intense, too. I love the resurrected Christ. It's a huge part of our faith, obviously. That's like what proves that Jesus beat death and everything, but... The cross, some people see it as a weak thing, like, oh, it's a sign of weakness, this guy on the cross. It's actually the greatest symbol of strength because it's, like I said, he chose it out of love. That means his love is more powerful than the most torturous death somebody could die. Right. Which means this is automatically a sign of incredible strength. And I will say for those with self-esteem issues, it's a very, very hopeful sign for those with self-esteem issues. Why is Because that? Well, because every time you look at it, you know what you're worth. Every time you are... You are, I mean, Rock. You talked about uh, comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking at yourself as a filmmaker and a filmmaker filmmaker alone, how can you get tempted to feel
2: I'm very discouraged? Like if I'm if I'm looking at other content creators,
0: just content creators, and all and all you do is you only see yourself as a filmmaker, and that's it. You can get tempted. If yeah, that to was
2: feel. the only thing that Rock was,
0: if that's all, yeah, you did not have your faith. Mm-hmm. That can be. Oh
2: really my depressing. gosh, horrible! Yeah, absolutely. And you're or, really horrible, good. Horribly, too. horribly yeah. <laughs> so it's like horribly depressed depressing and my and you know my faith is is a foundation for uh uh to keep me to keep me strong in, in those moments and to remind me uh what I am worth
0: right. before god and i can only imagine all people that do not believe that jesus died for them or don't meditate or think about it i mean it is so natural for human beings to like just compare compare ourselves to each other over and over and over again and to um and to eventually feel discouraged to feel less than other people, to feel like your life's not going the way you thought it was going to, to feel, you know, maybe you got, oh my gosh, if you you ever get cheated on, if you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. you've gotten cheated on, the first, what's the first thing you think of? Oh, Oh,
1: I'm not good enough.
0: I'm not good enough, right? That's obviously a lie. Yeah,
1: or I did something wrong, and yeah.
0: Yeah, if I was only a little better, they, they, you know, she'd come back, or he'd come back to me, you know, things like that. They're all lies. Any of these things plaguing you, you look at that crucifix, and you remember, okay, okay, I'm obviously valuable enough that Jesus died for me. And, and yeah, and it gives you more
1: confidence me. too because if you do get cheated on or if someone you know just kind of rejects you in any way, shape, or form, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if Christ <laughs> affirms you, exactly. then you don't need them. Exactly. And I don't mean that in like a, like I don't
0: need you, like get away okay. from me kind of way. It's like you literally don't need them. Right, <laughs> right. And it, so if he, it, like, you know, it's I think it's a, this whole idea that we all need love. We all want to be affirmed and loved so badly. And people say, well, my parents didn't love me correctly. And that may or may not be true for people. My girlfriend, my boyfriend didn't love me correctly. My wife didn't. My husband loved me correctly. My siblings, my friends, my friends backstabbed me. Well, God knows how badly you need love and need to be affirmed. And that's why he had one thing that he wanted to show you on this earth. Well, he showed Jesus showed us many things, but God had one overarching theme, overarching message he wanted to get through to each individual person. And that's, I love you so much that I would go through this for you. You are valuable. You are worthwhile. You have a mission. I'll take your sins. I'll enter into your heart. I'll make you into a saint. I'll make your future bright and hopeful and light, and and you can touch souls no matter where you're at or what you're doing. If you don't know that, though, (laughs) the crucifix can look sad. (laughs) All right, that's number one. Number two is a little more of a theological question. The second uh, misunderstanding people can have of the cross, and this a lot of Christians actually, lukewarm Christians I should say, Catholics and Protestants alike can get this mentality and that's have you ever heard anyone say this to you well jesus died for my sins so i might as well sin to give him something to die for cuz i've I
2: actually never had that proposed to me or presented to me really never
0: mm-hmm. now even and i know you know atheists
2: and agnostics and they've never proposed that question to me wow and i and it's not like i haven't talked about religion with them that question has just never been asked, even in our conversations about religion. Wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy.
0: I've had multiple students ask me that, and it's a slick question. Well, if Jesus died for me, I might as well sin, give him something to die for, like give him a reason to do it. And at first I was like, oh, shoot, that's a great question. That is a logical argument. It, it would make sense at first if you don't have a full understanding of how you're saved. Have you guys? Now, maybe it's not that poignant, the question. Maybe, maybe people, you know, you just get the mentality that a lot of people have this thought that, oh, well, if Jesus died for me, I can kind of just do what I want and I'm going to heaven that might be a little more common than yeah i've heard that before yeah yeah i've yeah i've heard it that way yeah um i remember looking at um rap videos and, and actually many not just rap but every pretty much genre of music when i was in middle school and high school growing up and you'd have these people singing about like total like sins over and over again uh and glorifying it and yet they have a crucifix or a, or a cross around their neck and they say they're believers in jesus now, I'm not going to knock them. I think it's very nice they believe in Jesus, and a good thing I'm not about to say, well, don't believe in Jesus because you're a hypocrite. Like, no. I think it's a misunderstanding of how Jesus saves yeah, us. Yeah,
1: it's it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Mm-hmm. I can't just put a slap on a crucifix and go rob a bank. <laughs> exactly. Right? And, yeah. Exactly. So how would you answer that question, Dan? Like, so then why is it if, you know, if Jesus did die for our sins, then how come – why don't I give him something to die for? Like, Like, how would you – come back at that
0: that's a great it's honestly an awesome question and so um it's it's a misunderstanding of how we're saved now i want the listeners to imagine this if you have a crucifix or a cross in your house imagine that that crucifix is where all of the darkness in everyone's soul and everyone's heart is supposed to go it's supposed to go on to him now if you keep sinning what happens to that darkness? You hold on to it. You don't actually get rid of it. You don't actually take that that, that, that ball of, of evil that can well up inside of you. You're not actually taking that and letting Jesus reach in you and rip that out and put it onto himself. You're actually holding on to it, and now you're actually causing him to die for no reason. If you, if you continue to sin and you're not sorry, and through, especially if for a Catholic, through confession, you don't get that darkness out of you. Then Jesus is actually dying for no reason. That's He's a good point. He's dying in vain. Yeah. He died to mm-hmm. take your darkness, not so you could hold on to your darkness. Right. Um, yeah. With free darkness. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I always call. I love how people call the cross a tree, because um, a tree gives off, um, takes in. Um, let's see. Uh, it takes in carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide and it gives off oxygen. Oxygen. Right. In the same way that a tree takes in carbon dioxide and gives off oxygen. The crucifix of Jesus, back 2,000 years ago, takes in your sin. And honestly, guys, I would also say, for those you haven't sinned, but you just struggle with fear or anxiety or shame or guilt or or um, depression, I would also say that he can take that, too, If you, through prayer. He can take all your darkness, even if it's not your fault. But we'll just stick with sin right now. Just like the tree, the cross of Jesus can take in your sin, especially through confession for those mortal sins. And then... Through af- After taking your sin through prayer, if you follow up your confession to, of your sins to God through, with prayer, with reading the Bible, with spending time with good people, with receiving the Eucharist, he will replace it just like a tree gives off oxygen. He'll replace it with love. So through your confession, through the words, uh, through your s- actually saying the words of your sins, facing your sins and speaking the words. I always describe it to my students as if like your your sins are coming out of you through your words. Huh. Right through the priest and onto the cross of Jesus two thousand years ago. Right. Go, that's how amazing how, how amazing God is. Your your sins mystically go back in time because God's timeless and he's and he's bigger than space to Jesus on the cross two thousand years ago. Right through the priest, and then through the priest's absolution, I absolve you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus's love comes right off that cross because it's the greatest act of love ever. It's like I always think of a crucifix and I imagine him taking in all the darkness and this this big bright ball of light just kind of bursting out of it. So much mm-hmm. love. Goes so right <laughs> off the crucifix, in uh, through the priest and into your own soul. So, just through being sorry for your sins and then following it up with prayer, you are actually giving Jesus something to die for. He's taking your darkness and then he's replacing it with his love, his light, and his hope. Yeah, I really like yeah.
1: that analogy. I never heard that of the yeah, tree. Yeah, really good. And it, that makes so much sense, especially mm-hmm. with my science mind. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So that's number two. It's a misunderstanding of, of, of the theology of how we're saved. Uh, make sure you don't make – don't let Jesus die for nothing. Like, be sorry for your sins. <laughs> Give him something to die for.
1: And wait, Dan, before number three, do you mind if I eat all these wings? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're totally <laughs> cool. I, right. They
0: were extra. I'll just have the wrap. Mm-hmm. There, for those that are listening. there's a wrap, some fries, and some wings here. Hopefully the
1: chewing doesn't get picked up on the microphone. I've been trying to back away while I've been chewing. That would I've be very chewing. unflattering. And, like,
0: honestly, even if it does, it's, like, you know, it's a humble <laughs> thing. And so Jesus's light is getting into you. There was mind. one time <laughs> that
1: I talked with my mouth full just once.
0: No, <laughs> um, yeah, and Anthony was actually saying right before this podcast how hungry he was. I was, was. hungry. I was <laughs> yeah. in a bad mood. I'm in, in a much better mood and like, now. Li- literally in the middle of the and podcast. I'm speaking
1: faster because I have energy.
0: <laughs> literally in the middle of the podcast, my wife Karen comes down and just puts this like little thing of food here, and we're like, oh, like salivating over it right in front of everybody. And
1: yet I'm the only one eating it. <laughs> I'll finish. I'll, I'll have it when I'm
0: done. You just, just have like, the least disappointment. Isn't it's that okay. your dinner, Dan? <laughs> uh, it is my dinner. It but was I your dinner. Only the rap aspect. The, the wings and the fries are totally extra. <laughs> Snooze yeah. you lose, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The third misunderstanding that people have. So the first one was, you know, for people that are not Christians, you know, thinking the cross is a sign of weakness or a negative thing. This is just to recap. The second one is uh, uh, lukewarm Christians tend to think that Jesus died for me so I can do whatever I want, which is misunderstanding. And the third possible pitfall misunderstanding that we're going to look at um, of misinterpreting the cross typically comes from very very on fire catholics catholics that are really excited about their faith but have maybe um not the most prudence and that is the idea that well i need to carry my cross and that's it period therefore i just got to do what's hard no matter what all the time whether i understand it or not and just go all in and that sounds good because you should go all in for christ all the time but that can lead to a bunch of problems. The first problem, the two the two risks that you you take, and just thinking to myself, well, I gotta carry my cross. Jesus wants me to suffer. I might as well just go suffer. Is that um, you could be playing on too high a level. If you're playing a video game, mm-hmm. it, you, you know maybe you you you're good enough for level five, right? And you're jumping to level thirty. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys were <clears> playing <throat> a game where just like like it was just way too hard and.
1: Uh, well, I would put the difficulty on on hard. Like on Call of Duty, you can put it all the way up to I forget the levels of <laughs> right. Call of Duty, but the, there's four levels. Yeah, I think Veteran was the last one. Right. And I would like to think that I could complete the campaigns on Veteran, but I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to drop it down one. I think it, w- it was Hardened. Was was the next? The, <laughs> yeah, 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 Hardened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh
0: huh. Rock any 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 games that you jumped or anything that you did that you j- jumped way too? Just just little on? things
2: like um. You played Batman, right? What's that? Played I played Batman, Batman, but I used to do the thing with you on a, on a sports note with mm-hmm. Madden. Uh, Just for some self gratification, I used to play on the highest (laughs) level. Um, And I would just get
1: obliterated. What's that? I forget the difficulty. Was it called All Madden,
2: the hardest difficulty? I think it was. Yeah. Play on All Madden. um, But I I have a tendency to streamline myself um, in certain goals or tasks because I just want to be the best here and now. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way life works. Mm -hmm. Things come with time and patience and discipline and hard work and stages. Um, but I just want to be the best right here right now. So there's just been countless times in my life. Like even I've experienced it when I was learning piano or even other sports or, uh, recreational activities where I would just want to be the best at it and, and just totally misunderstood the fact that things come in time and with time. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and that's actually a great point to be patient that things come with in time and with time. Um, um, you know, God wants you to grow organically and naturally. You are not going to jump to the level of a saint overnight. It's a long process, of a natural process where the love in your heart just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And when you start playing on on All Madden or on, uh, uh veteran, veteran <laughs> for Call of Duty, for Call of Duty, uh, when you're not ready to yet, what do you risk happening to you? Burnout, burnout, and giving up. Mm-hmm. Anyone's yeah. Discar- playing major, major discouragement or
1: rage quitting.
0: <laughs> yeah it's true. rage quitting is a thing uh yeah so you you risk in your spiritual life burning out there's one kid that we knew that said he uh, had a huge conversion he was on fire and to his credit like he was praying so much and he was like so on fire because he had a couple supernatural things happen to him and then he decided to just fast all day and eat absolutely nothing and no water oh, right with no water which that's not even like a thing that's not even part of fasting Like you're allowed to drink <laughs> water whenever you want even the saints would tell you no like drink some freaking water you know yeah. um so like he would try to drink, uh, do nothing, eat nothing or drink nothing all day, right? And now thank God this person is very much still into their faith and a wonderful person. So thank God that they got through it. But a lot of people, they burn out and they quit. They think, oh, mm. I can't do this. And then they quit and they just fall back into yeah, sin. Yeah, and they
1: don't pick it back up. It's like learning a song on guitar. Like I would like to try to learn whatever popular song was out there and I would look up how to play it. I'd look up the chords and the tabs. And then if it was too hard, I would get frustrated and not try it anymore. If I didn't yeah. get it right away... I was like, oh, it's too hard. And I right. would give and I would actually get mad. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so God mm-hmm.
0: wants you always, always moving forward. This is not an mm-hmm. excuse you're just like, oh, we'll just sit on the couch and eat some chips and stuff. Yes. Like, no, like, you know, spiritually I'm speaking, just sitting on the couch and eat yeah. some chips.
1: And a good analogy I heard with this, it's like climbing a ladder. It's like we want to get all the way to the top, but the best way to get to the top is by slow, consistent baby steps. Yes. yes. It's like as long exactly. as you're making progress, you're gonna get there. But we want to jump rungs. We want to go two rungs at a time. Exactly. Why do you then- think that is? Uh, why do I think that it's, like...
2: That people just want to jump steps. I, I think Ooh. just lack of patience.
1: We're so yep. we're so used and to getting everything right here, right here, right now, and that's largely because world. of the iPhone. Yeah. Exactly. Think. And uh. actually, mm-hmm.
0: as much as I don't like saying this because I love the miraculous, and that's what caused our conversions, like, you know, our time with Marius Bronze and her family and hearing about supernatural stories and having things happen like that happen to us, like... When you get to the idea of miracle chasing, you can you can actually start to want to grow spiritually to have, like, miracles happen to you or something. Mm-hmm. And that's never, ever why you grow spiritually. Yeah. You're going to know you're growing spiritually when you notice a genuine love for God and a genuine love for others and a genuine humility growing day by day in your heart. Right. And, like, you said it, like, a
1: week ago, Dan, like, praying because you love God. As opposed to like, oh, like I should pray, but like, no, I actually, I want to pray. Exactly,
0: exactly. So I I love fasting for people. I think fasting is a great thing to do, especially on Wednesdays and Fridays, Fridays being the main day for fasting. Like that's awesome to offer up fast, but start small. It should, when you pray for somebody or fast for somebody, it should spring up from a natural love in your heart because you're a holy person that loves God. Not because I got to fast because that's what I'm supposed to do. I got to carry my cross. Let me do it right now. If there's, let me tell you right now, if there's bitterness in your heart, um, and you try to fast, it will it will um, kill the graces. You won't get any graces because you're fasting for the wrong reasons. God is all about what's underneath your intentions of your fast. If there's love, genuine humility and genuine love, gentle love behind your fasting, it'll work wonders. But you got to get to that point first. I've actually had some people like – Say, oh, yeah, you got to pray for my friend. They're in sin. I got to fast for them. But they're angry. They're angry at their friend and almost Mm -hmm. a little judgmental about it. And I will tell you, I know you want to pray for your friend, but if you pray with an angry disposition that's almost not trusting in god and maybe even a little judgmental of them like you might have a little spiritual pride your fast will not work because right. god wants you to fast out of genuine. or it'll humility. go to something else i hope yeah it'll go okay. to something else okay. but i don't even know if it'll work at all because like what's underneath of it is 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 maybe a little bit of um spiritual pride mm-hmm. and 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 frustration and that doesn't come from god so like if you're fasting out of gen- genuine love and genuine care and genuine humility—like you're not judging, you're just saying, "Well, I think they're a little off. I'm going to pray for them, you know, fast for them." I've been there myself. You have that mentality. I think it'll go a long way. But you have to get there first. Mm-hmm. You can't force it. God wants you to grow organically, mm-hmm. naturally, so you don't burn out. And the very last problem that comes along with number three, which is thinking I just got to carry my cross and and leaving it at that, and not having the peace that comes along with it, is actual vo- actually vocational discernment. Um. So this happens a lot with those that are discerning probably the sisterhood uh, and uh, the priesthood. The sisterhood and the priesthood, let me tell you, as someone who was in seminary, um, are beautiful, incredible vocations. They're vocations that every young guy and young girl should think about and should consider. I totally stand by that, and I believe that um, is—we need priests, we need sisters in the church that are going to do great things for the Lord— that lead the church because they say a a really just a good priest, not even a really, really good priest, but a good Holy priest will save at least a thousand souls. They say. And good
1: priests, uh, one good priest in particular is the reason we're doing what we're doing. Exactly. mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And another, so there's actually one priest that caused our conversion Mm -hmm. and another priest that, that, that really pushed for JMJ missions. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, a good priest will do wonders and a good sister will do wonders. However, that has to be an organic natural thing as well. For those that are discerning a vocation that may be listening, if you're a young person, you're single, you're thinking maybe I'm called to the sisterhood or the priesthood, absolutely think about that. Absolutely pray about it. If people say you'd make a good sister or a good priest, yes, listen to them. But don't do it because you feel you have to or you're obliged to. You do it because of a genuine spark in your heart, a genuine peaceful, a peace peace in your heart that's coming through prayer that says this is what I'm called to and this is what I would love to do. Mm -hmm. Now, there's going to be crosses but that cross is not going to come at the detriment of your peace inside. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we don't want to pick up that cross, the a cross that isn't ours. And mm-hmm. e- exactly, right. um, a, a trap you can fall into is 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 thinking, well, I, I never felt called to priesthood, never felt called to sisterhood. I always felt called to to marriage. But you know, I better just pick up my cross and carry it. I must be called <laughs> to this. Guys, you're gonna get the devil will pick you off in a second because mm-hmm. you might not be called or you might not be ready. Right. One of the two.
1: Especially if the other thing that you want. If you're stuck in between discerning priesthood and marriage, like they're both beautiful things. Exactly. Like, now, if you were stuck between priesthood. And then like running some like drug operation, <laughs> right? right, like, right. like, dude, you're like, it's not, it's no brainer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like
0: that's 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 a great point. Like, if you are thinking about priesthood, but you don't want to be a priest because you're afraid of getting up in the, middle of the night to answer anointing right. calls, or you're attached to sins or, or something like that. Exactly. Like, oh, I. Like that's I, different. You, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I I want I want to be able to be romantic with somebody, but you don't actually feel called to marriage or family, mm-hmm. something good like that. It's just the romance you're attracted to, or I don't feel like praying five times a day. Mm-hmm. Well, those are not good yeah. reasons to say I'm called to be married. Right. That's that just gotta work on exactly like you need to you need to work on that you need to pray every day you need to get that out of your get the selfishness out of your Mm -hmm. system and if you still feel that you're not called to marriage or family then you might be called to be priest or sister Mm -hmm. but i would say if you feel called to anthony you said it a separate good if it's a genuinely Mm -hmm. good and wholesome good thing you feel more drawn to don't don't just tell yourself i better do this it's got to just pick up my cross cuz it might not be your cross to carry and like i said the devil will pick you off in 2 seconds right it's yeah. kind
1: of like if we were trying to get down to the shore so we live in new jersey and the sh- the shore for us is about 45 minutes away and we can take highways or we can take back roads right like, now the destination of the shore is a good place you know right. it's a fun place to go the easier thing to do is like just get on the highways like let's say there's no traffic you just shoot on the highway you're there in 45 minutes and but the harder thing to do or the more of a cross thing to do would be get on the back roads. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to check the GPS. You got to sit in red lights. So like now if we were thinking about this, we were, and let's say we wanted the highway, right. and we have a strong desire for the highway, and we should just take the highway. Right, not, there's not there's not yeah, exactly. nothing bad about that. Right. As long as you're growing in holiness. Exactly, still. because yeah. the end destination is the shore, which kinda of represents heaven. <laughs> the shore is not heaven, but hopefully this makes sense. <laughs> right,
0: right. And and doing it the wrong way be like, Oh, let me just I'm gonna take the back roads just to take the back right. roads to a place I wasn't even trying to get. Mm-hmm. Like like which no some
1: saints have done to an extreme degree, um, but they were called to it. Right, right.
0: Well, they you're going to the place they were trying to get yeah, to, get it's to true. It, you know what I mean? Like sense. it's all it's all the destination. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't feel called to that destination, you feel called to a different good destination, like marriage or like whatever then like you know <laughs> don't just don't take the backroads to don't take the backroads to you know Montana when you definitely feel genuinely called to take the highway to to like you know New Jersey right basically like Action don't City. make it
1: harder just for the sake of you know like having more of a cross or exactly. having your cross exactly yeah. and like you said because you'll have a cross on your highway right yeah exactly that's <laughs> a great point your, your yeah.
0: crosses to embrace will come and yes the saints would seek out crosses but it wouldn't be crosses that were completely on a different path they did not feel called to mm-hmm. you just never that's not the cross so no. Um, the great thing about the cross though, to end on this is, th- is, is that, you know, it is the greatest symbol of love the world's ever seen. It's personal. It means that God loves you. It means that God beat death. The resurrection proves that it's a beautiful thing. And it also means that God is with you in your suffering and that when you carry your crosses, it is the greatest way to love. So if you want to fast, for, if like, you know, picking up your cross, um, is the greatest way to pray for somebody by fasting. Right, it's it's the greatest way to connect with God now. When your crosses do come, that's the positive thing. Do you
1: guys know your crosses?
0: Yes, Great very question.
1: well. Rock, what's your cross?
0: Um, I won't go too much
2: into detail. Should but... we buckle up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I would say I would say my cross is more um in my mind, in my struggles with anxiety, depression, and discouragement.
1: And in, like, intrusive thoughts, stuff like that.
2: Obsession, obsessiveness, yeah. that mm-hmm. That's all anxiety-related. Right. Yeah.
1: hmm And you battle that, like, all the time? Yeah, I battle it, yeah, pretty much every mm-hmm. day. And you give it to God in and prayer. And... I do. But mm-hmm. I'm
2: not, you know, that's a great example of something. I'm not seeking it out. Right, I want right. It. I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. But it just, it's a part of my life, and I just have to be
0: courageous every day and
2: mm-hmm fight through it yeah
1: right dan you want to share yours you don't have to
2: um
0: i would think that mine is trusting god with um growth with jmj mm-hmm. um i love teaching love it so much but i also and you know they, they don't contradict um i would like jmj missions to grow i would like to be giving talks almost all the time we give a lot of talks but in order for us to be able to support ourselves actually for long term we would need to give tons of talks me and you and mm-hmm. confirmation and then eventually um that would actually be able to help us to support Rocco financially too, with the videos that we make. Mm -hmm. So my, my cross right now is, is, um, not knowing whether, whether it is God's will for us to do this like full time and be big with Mm -hmm. this. I hope it is. That would be fantastic. But, um, as of right now, that's completely up in the air. And I, I just want to, I want to be able to evangelize and give my life and give our lives to him for the salvation of souls, the best we can, because that's what we're made for. Um, so I'd say that, and also a mini cross right now would just be um, uh, just lack of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like today went to school, drove drove forty five minutes to school, f- over forty five minutes back. Hot classroom, no AC. Love the students, love teaching, but hot classroom, no mm-hmm. AC. Get 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 back, you know, home, and then it saw my son and. And and Karen for you know just a little short time. Then um, you guys came to ruin the night. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, then then we had <laughs> this to podcast, right? Right <laughs> to eat my dinner, <laughs> which we which I love doing. Um, it's all worth it so much. But um, but the the, the busyness and the lack of time is uh, I think a little mini cross right now. But a good one to have, you know, a good one to embrace. Mm-hmm.
1: How about yours? Uh, I think right now my cross is sometimes I overthink mm-hmm. and sometimes I get worried about things that like 99 of people wouldn't worry about. And, and I know that I shouldn't worry about these things, but it happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, by carrying our cross, we can actually overcome those worries. We can actually overcome those things that we can. We got to change what we can mm-hmm. in our mindset. Yeah. And um, by trusting God in, in the midst of the worries, in the mm-hmm. midst of concerns, by trying to have peace – in the midst of all this, is how we can actually offer that up spiritually. And then, of course, there's also the great physical crosses we have. We're sick or hospitalized or whatever, um, you know, or stress that we can offer up to God as a sacrifice for a super prayer call for people that are may, might be in sin, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, to end, I'll give you this really cool story about the crucifix itself, how beautiful it is. St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Bonaventure were two of the greatest theologians the church has ever seen, has ever had. They lived back in, I believe, the 1200s, so a good 900, 800 years ago, um, medieval ages. Now, they both really loved each other and respected each other. They are both true Catholics. Their theology wasn't all out of whack. It was completely in line with Catholic teaching, but they had different different ways of explaining things. You know, um, St. Bonaventure is very much into the Trinity and the, the, inner, the inner relationship between the Trinity spilling out into creation. St. Thomas Aquinas is much more like you know academically minded like okay god created the earth and then we sin and then you know he's very much a b c d um but they respected each other even though they came from different viewpoints many times and one time they actually met and saint thomas aquinas went and visited saint bonaventure i believe at his monastery i believe so he goes to saint bonaventure and says you know your writings are so amazing bonaventure says yeah yours yours are too and thomas aquinas says um you know, what What books do you read? I want to I wanna see the books that you read because the stuff you say is just so deep and so amazing. And Bonaventure says, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll come show you some of the books. Bonaventure takes Thomas Aquinas into a little tiny room with a few basic books that Thomas Aquinas has already read. Thomas Aquinas sees these books and he's like, oh, these are nice books, but, like, they're not that deep. Like, you know, you must have – surely you must have uh, uh, some other books that are much more complex and into it than this because your writings about Jesus are so deep. And Bonaventure says, um, not really. And, and Thomas Aquinas says, I know, you be—you got to be lying. There must be much more thick, more complex books that you have. And he goes, well, I'll show you, I'll show you my, my real library. And Bonaventure takes Thomas Aquinas into the chapel, points to the crucifix, and says, that's the greatest book you'll ever read. Mm-hmm. Thomas, uh, Bonaventure says, whenever I have a question about God, about how he works, I always look at the crucifix. And through the crucifix, I pretty much understand exactly how he works. And if you think about it, what a great exercise for us. Anytime you have a question about anything, looking at the crucifix can give you somewhat of an answer almost mm-hmm. every single time. Is, it, is your question about suffering? Look at the crucifix. Jesus is there with you. you don't you know, Is your question about love? Look at the crucifix. Jesus showed you how to love. Is your question about your self-worth? Look at the crucifix. Jesus clearly loves you very much. Is your question about heaven and death? Look at the crucifix. If God died, then death isn't really actually there because he resurrected, and he, so will you. Almost any question you have about how to live and who you are can be answered by staring at a crucifix.
1: And that's an amazing way to pray. Like, yeah. if you don't know how to pray, you don't know what to say or, or what to do, just as Dan said, just look at a crucifix or just think of a crucifix wherever you are. Right. And you don't have to say anything. Just sit there and just think about it and or just look at it and just, like, rest in that. Yeah. That, right. That's, like, that's prayer. Amen.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, guys, this was a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Rock, you want to lead us in a closing prayer?
2: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Um, dear Lord, uh, thank you for tonight's uh, discussion. Please help us to understand uh, the mystery of your love and the mystery of the cross ever deeper in our lives. Uh, help us to know that you love us unconditionally. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for us sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. In the Father, and of the Son, and of
0: the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. God bless.